0: the money show small business with pavlo fatidis big focus on small business today pavlo is the founder at auric business accelerator and i suppose you either know now whether you'd built a business that could uh, was resilient and could survive massive disruption or you know you failed to do it for the rest of us Pablo, how do we build a business that is able to survive and i'm not just talking about the case rights because those were very specific in a moment of time in south africa because it's not just a south africa problem it's a global problem in the face of an extraordinary number of massively disruptive events
1: completely you if you look at what happened in western germany in the last two weeks uh, the most severe floods they've ever experienced over a hundred people have been killed it's destroyed towns and all the businesses in them Fires are raging right across Oregon, they're raging across Siberia. And, you know, we're not the only place experiencing riots, there are riots in Lebanon, in Belfast, in France, uh, in Brazil. So, you know, these are all real, real threats. And we haven't even spoken about the cyber threats that have become very, very well known of late. And I think that, you know, prior to COVID, we always argued that there were three levers of change. we're going to change businesses and change lives dramatically the first being climate change and the legislation that's going to follow through on that the second being technology and then the third being this issue of income inequality or economic exclusion Um, and we've seen that with the ramifications right across the world I think anyone building a business today needs to think about how do you build a business that can withstand all those threats because throwing your life's purpose and your investment, and making the sacrifices that are needed to get a business off the ground, only to have it taken away from you very quickly and very suddenly and very unexpectedly, um, is not something we should say, but one day it was there, next day it was gone. Forewarned is forearmed. And I think we need to think differently about our businesses to get this right, Bruce.
0: So, how then? Do you do it? Because already before the crisis of COVID and before the crisis of the multiple crises all over the world, as you've spelled out so beautifully this evening, there was a a 95% chance that your business wasn't going to make it past your third or was it fifth birthday. I mean, the vast majority of businesses that start fail.
1: um, So the odds have just been stacked against you even further. I think, you know, probably more now than ever. Is you have to understand your business differently. It's not something you just simply do. Um, I have found that, to the extent that you are able to invest deeply and profoundly, in the, in the existence of your business, where you create it almost to a point where you understand it to be your life's purpose. Beyond economy, it gives you meaning. Beyond meaning, it gives you value. To the extent that you can build it to a place in a space where you're prepared to fight and fight with a tremendous amount of vigor to maintain it. You need to get yourself into that mindset. So beyond necessity, it needs to have more meaning. Once you've got that right, the next thing is you need to take a long, hard look at how you understand the value in your business. And, you know, we are, we are shown and we are taught and we are guided by what we learn in books, what we learn at university, what we learn at school, what we what we learn by standing on the side of the road, looking at businesses that are functioning, and mostly, um, I, I spend I spend an inordinate amount of time reviewing businesses uh, by visiting their websites, uh, especially of late, and it still amazes me how businesses define themselves. They define their value typically around a product that they have or a service they offer. Uh, They will show you beautiful offices. They will show you the factory floor or the seating in the restaurant or a team at work in an office. And I suppose it's necessary because we need to be able to have tangible expressions to demonstrate what business we're in. But in many ways, I think it works against you. And a technique that I use consistently to understand value in a business, something we spoke about oddly enough, Bruce, this time last year, when we were facing the threat of the COVID lockdowns, is a very simple technique called the onion method. And when you cut an onion in half, there are effectively three layers in it. You've got the inner layer, you've got the middle layer, you've got the outer layer. The inner layer needs to represent everything that without which that onion has no flavor or value or taste, without which your business cannot exist. The middle layers, everything that's, Useful to have to make your business function and work But you can get elsewhere and the outer layer is stuff that you can get as and when you need so Let's make it practical if you're a restaurant for example The inner layer is made up first and foremost of your customers It's your recipes without your recipes. You've got nothing to offer on your menus Without your recipes. You don't know how to organize your supply chain Without your recipes, you don't know how to train your staff. Without your recipes, you, don't, you can't run promotions. Without your customers, you don't have a business. Those elements are absolutely core and essential to the existence of your business. And just bear with me on this example now, because if I look at sure. what is necessary, but not vital to have, it's the physical restaurant with physical tables physical chairs and the interior design. And if you look at the outer layer, the outer layer is as superficial as the napkins or serviettes. Now, a lot of people will argue saying, but without the physical restaurant, where is the value? So let's challenge that for a minute, because what happens extensively across the food services industry, the restaurant industry is there you are, you have a good location, You build up a popular venue. People can visit you for so long as your customers are made happy for so long as the recipes are good for so long as the menu offers value for so long as your supplies are reliable for so long as your chefs know how to prepare the meals. All in many ways, intangible actions. But for so long as you have that in play, you then can bring people into your physical space. And what often happens with these restaurants is people build up a reputation, a brand, three years, five years, seven years, 15 years down the line. And when the landlord then refuses to renew the lease, the value vanishes in as fast as that lease is terminated. So if you look at it from that point of view, it's no different to from one day to the next having a business and then having the physical business removed through Rights or floods or fires or whatever
0: the case may be. Yeah. No, no, I'm I'm getting it. I'm sorry, I'm just I'm just sort of affirming. I'm affirming that's all I'm doing, Pavla. Just affirming. I know you're not used to me affirming you, but I'm just affirming you. I'm listening.
1: (laughs) So so let's let's expand on this further. So the landlord removes my lease, a fire burns down my restaurant. The very next day, I have the power to start again. And the reason I have the power to start again, Bruce, is because if, as the restaurateur, I devised a mean, a way, a technique to get the information of every patron that ever visited me, where I have a name, I have telephone numbers, I have emails, I have contact details. I have built it into a process that automatically sends out birthday notifications on days of their birthday and I have created a warm relationship with my customers and clients. The restaurant is gone, the landlord refuses to renew the lease, I find a new location, furniture is easy to buy, interior is easy to buy, but you can buy all of that if you don't have the data around your customers, if you don't have the data around your menus, If you don't have the relationships with your suppliers, you can't start again. And the argument I'm putting forward is it's so important for us to look at our businesses. Some are easier to make digital and intangible than others. But if you can identify the value in your business crisply and clearly and ensure that you can contain it in data that sits in a cloud, like a customer relationship marketing database, which most businesses don't have that is the most essential tool in any business to keep it going. If your business is removed, you've got access to your customers and you can start again. The last piece to this puzzle is that once you have that right, look then at protecting the value appropriately. And that means, The insurance sector should surely boom because the physical aspects of your business can be protected through insurance. The digital aspects or intangible aspects of your business can be protected equally through insurance uh, in relation to cybercrime. If you can look at a restaurant like that, if you can look at a courier business like that, if you can look at any business you're operating. You might not get to a place or space where you can take all the important inner core value and make it intangible, but you will certainly be streets ahead of all the others that have still got a very old fashioned view that a business is physical before it's intangible or digital and don't make the effort to take the physical and turn it into that digital.
0: Pablo Fatidis, as always. Thank you. Founder at Auric Business Accelerator. Um, How you build a business to withstand and survive and even thrive. Not only, you know, the riots in South Africa, but wildfires in Oregon and Siberia, floods in Germany and China. Load shedding in South Africa. All of these obstacles that are in your way each and every single day.